0: A one Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. 49. I, uh, I want to direct your attention to two verses of Scripture, verse 1 and 2. And I, I want to just say this to you up front. If you grab a hold of this message today, it will change your life. I promise you that there are many of you in this room right now, right now, are in what I'm going to be talking about over these next few minutes. And so I'm probably not going to preach more than about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. (laughs) But I, I do want to share this with you. Isaiah 49, listen to this word. Listen to these passages, these two verses. Listen to me. Isaiah opens up. You islands, hear this. He's making an announcement. You distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. Now, I could just stop and preach there for a while. Before I was born, the Lord called me. You know what that means? That means that every single one of you have a purpose in God. Now, let me tell you, you might have been a surprise to your mama and daddy, but you were not an accident. All right? I want you to eliminate that from your vocabulary. You were born with purpose, with intentionality, and God has a plan for every single life. God has a plan. Before I was born, the Lord called me from my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. Boy, did not that nice? That God knows your name. God speaks your name. Verse two, he made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me. In his quiver. And I want to focus my thoughts today on the last part of verse 2. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today for your word. And I pray that over these next few minutes that you would, by the power of the Holy Spirit, pierce our hearts with your truth. I ask you, God, that there will come the spirit of encouragement today. Come, Lord, and encourage every single person in this room. Come, Lord God, and lift them and strengthen them wherever they are in your process. Lord, I pray, may they today experience a lift of the Holy Spirit in their heart and life. And we give you the thanks and praise for it in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Well, I, I, I want to tell you today, it's, it's amazing to get into this passage of Scripture on this very important and significant day for Lee and Ashley and their family and where they're headed, also for Gary and Darlene. One of the things that you may not know, although Pastor Mike alluded to it, about Darlene. Darlene felt the call to missions when she was in college, that she majored in education and minored in missions, and yet there was never any open door, and she ends up getting married and having kids, and all of that looked like a distant memory. But how many of you know this? God doesn't forget what He says. He says. God doesn't forget what he says, and there's so many aspects to this because the fact what I'm going to be preaching and what I'm going to be saying, it is absolutely, it's like it fits you guys' life. It fits your life. Now, I didn't shape the message to fit your life. The word will just speak. It's the same for Lee and Ashley. Ashley. It just speaks. So let, let me just make a comment about this. Just a few weeks ago, Lee and Ashley, were they, they were, because Ashley has a business, they were out in Utah, and they had to stay in Utah all the way through to Saturday night. They caught a red eye. Now, you want to hear what faithfulness looks like? Yeah. Let me tell you what faithfulness looks like. You want to know why God can trust this couple? Yeah. Let me tell you why God can trust him. Let me think about some of it. They're on a red eye. Their feet hit the ground at 5.30 Sunday morning. Lee takes his family home. He comes back and serves for two services to make sure that every base is covered here in the life of a church. He could have easily said, I'm moving away. I'm just going to go. I've been on an overnight flight. Right. I've got an excuse. How many of you think you've been up all night? That might be an excuse. No, not in his book. He, no. There's an area of ministry that I've, call, I've been called to stand in, and I'm going to stand there and stay there. I'm going to tell you what. Man, I, I love that. Yes. That's what faithfulness looks like. Yeah. You, you want to know why God can trust somebody? Because they've been faithful with what they've been given. And when you're faithful with little, God will make you to be ruler over much. It is a principle. It is a principle. I'm going to tell you what, you remind me like of one of David's mighty men, Lee. I, 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 I can't help but think of Shama. Shama who went out in the middle of a bean patch and defended a bean patch, the Bible says, until his hand to the sword. It's like the sword in his hand became one, and he stood there and defeated the enemies of Israel because God had given him a bean patch to defend. You listen, you've been faithful to defend the small bean patch that God had entrusted to you. Now God's giving you a whole lot more. I tell you, I love that kind of heart. I love that kind of passion, and that's the kind of man or woman God's looking for. What we have to do is make up our mind. I'll be that man. I'll be that woman. I'll be willing to do whatever it takes to stand in what God has called me to. I want to tell you something there's no casual getting into the ultimate purpose of God. You lay hold of it. You lay hold of it in God. Some of you have been waiting a long time, and some of you are waiting right now, and you're in the process. Here's what Isaiah says. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. Now, I want to just share with you several points about arrows. There was a little pun there, little points, arrows. A little slow this morning. I want to share with you several principles about arrows. First of all, I want you to understand this arrows are not born. Every one of you are an arrow in God's plan and purpose. Every one of you are an arrow. But arrows are not born. I've heard people say, well, leaders are born. You're just a born leader. That's not true. I will tell you that is not true. You may be born with certain gifts. You may be born with certain talents, a certain capacity towards leadership. But I will tell you this, Leaders are not born leaders. They're made leaders. And arrows are not born. Arrows are made. What that says to me is this. There's a process. When you make something, it doesn't just happen instantaneously. It takes time. This is one of the hardest things for people to grasp in the purposes of God. Because you get called by God. You get a calling from God. And then you get a commissioning one day from God. But let me tell you something. Always in between the call of God and the commissioning of God is the college of God. Okay? Now, the college of God may come in the form of training like we're offering through our college, one leadership college, but most of the time it's through just simply the the challenges of life. I remember I was called into full-time ministry when I was 17 years of age but it was years before I entered into full-time ministry. I was ground up and spit out three times, and I thought God had forgotten all about me. Any of you ever been there? Some of you are there right now. Some of you are walking through that right now. You're there. Whoa, God, remember all those prophecies? You remember all those conferences I went to and they called me out of the crowd and prophesied these grand and glorious things over my life, all that God was gonna do in my life? Yeah, right, God. Because arrows are not born, arrows are made. And there's always a time between the call of God and the ultimate commission of God. And let me tell you something, God is at work In you, here's what the Bible says both the will and the do of His good pleasure. And you are being shaped and you are being molded and you are being formed and fashioned into the fulfillment of what God's ultimate purpose is for your life. And that's going on right now, even when you don't realize it's happening. Arrows are made. Arrows are made. Let me tell you something. Have you ever thought about an arrow? He made me into a polished arrow and conceal me in his quiver. Have you ever thought about an arrow? Every one of those, you know, you, you pick up a wooden arrow and you look at that thing and you think, man, alive, look at that, that, that arrow. That arrow didn't begin the way you see it. It began as an old, gnarly, twisted limb somewhere hooked on the side of a tree. That looks like a lot of you. Maybe not the way you look now, but the way you once looked. Let me tell you something. The Bible is pretty clear on this. And it, you know, the the way we started out is not the way we end up. How many of you know that and say, praise God for that? Some of you wives are saying, yeah, hallelujah, God has been working on my man. My husband is not the way he used to be because God has a plan. And so you start off one way but end up another way. And all the time, he is making you and shaping you. And what he's doing is this he is perfecting you. So they, he, these arrows, they start off as all raw, rough, gnarly, twisted limbs hooked on the side of a tree. And sometime in the past, the one who's making the arrows comes along and says, Yep, that'll do fine. Cut it here. And they were removed from the old tree and began the process of being shaped into what God has intended and purposed. Arrows are made. The second thing I want you to know about arrows is arrows have a shaft. That long, slender body of the arrow is the shaft of the arrow. And he says, "He made me into a polished arrow." It starts off as that gnarly, twisted branch, and then God begins his work. And you know how he does that? He does it through his word. He does it through his people, through relationships. God puts you suddenly. He, he does it through marriage. Hello. You get married, you think, yeah, hallelujah, this is. You, you, you know, during engagement, have you ever noticed this? Have you ever, just stop and think with me just a minute. We're all about marriage. We love marriage. I'm for marriage. I celebrate marriage. My beautiful wife is sitting here with me today. She had knee surgery, and today's the first time, so that's why she had, it took two guys to help her up on that little platform. But she's doing amazing, and she's a gift from God in my life. She is a gift from God. I, I tell you what, I, it makes yeah. me so grateful to Jesus every time I look at you, and she's always been an encouragement to me and always been a strength to me. But let me tell you something. Our marriage is awesome, but we've had our moments. If you're married at all, you've had your moments. Why? Because, listen, God uses your spouse to chip on you, to sand and polish you. In fact, there's probably not a married woman in this house that when she found her husband, didn't say, you know what, I love that guy. And when I get through with him, God can really use him. And you know what, she was right. She's right. Yeah, isn't it funny how women go into marriage different? Yeah, I could stop and just go here for a while. I, But the fact of the matter is this, that God uses those relationships to start working on your twisted character. That shaft is your character. That shaft represents the very core of who you are. Here's what the Bible says, even a child is known by his ways. How many of you know this? You can't have crooked ways and fulfill a straight flight for the glory of God. God has to straighten out some of your crooked ways. He has to chip away some of those knots and gnarly places in your life and begin to smooth you out and polish you. And part of what God does to carry that out is puts relationships in your life. He puts brother and sister sandpaper in your life. And and you know that person that always rubs you the wrong way and that person who's always, every time you get around them, they irritate you. And God will make sure they still stay around you until there's no more irritation. You think, well, what happened? They changed. No, they didn't change. You changed. You changed. God worked on you. You see, that's part of the process. If you're going to become a polished arrow in the hand of God, you've got to be willing to submit to that process. Let God shape your character. Let Him deal with every twisted place in your life. Let me, let me tell you something. You know the word sin. Sin is actually an archery term. Did you know that? It literally means to miss the mark. It means to miss the mark. You were aimed towards a mark and you missed the mark. You sinned. It's an archery term. But there are two words that are used in Scripture to describe sin. First of all, there's transgression, which is the breaking of the law of God. And then there's a second word that's used to describe sin. And it is, he he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our what? Iniquities. Do you know what iniquity is? Iniquity is twisted. It literally means to bend or twist. Every one of you were born into this world twisted. I know you don't think you were Because you compare yourself with everybody else, you just say, I'm not twisted as bad as that guy. But the fact of the matter is, we're all twisted. We are born and shaped in iniquity, the Bible says. And God has to untwist us before God can use us in in his ultimate purpose. Arrows have a shaft. So arrows are made, arrows have a shaft. The third thing I want you to know about arrows is arrows have a tip or an arrowhead. Those arrowheads are fashioned by, they, in fact, the person who fashions them is called an smith, not the band. <laughs> it's called an aerosmith, and they fashion those arrowheads. And those arrowheads are attached to the shaft of that arrow, and they are put on that arrow for one purpose, so that that arrow has impact and is able to penetrate whatever it, the target is that it's aimed at. If it's a hunting arrow, it's so that it can penetrate the tough hide of whatever animal is that you're hunting. That speaks, listen, the same way the shaft, the straightened shaft speaks of your character and my character. That arrowhead speaks of the need, the essential need for the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and in my life. You see, the Holy Spirit is what enables us to penetrate whatever it is that lays out in front of us. It is that supernatural extra enablement that allows us to break through for the glory of God. Yes. Yes. That's why you and I need the Holy Spirit. Yes. Listen, I, I think an arrow would be always awesome, just a straight shaft is awesome, but it's not any good to accomplish its purpose without an arrowhead. Your life, my life, will not make any difference whatsoever without the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. without the enabling grace, that supernatural enabling grace that enables us to break through and to penetrate whatever it is that God has called us towards. So arrows are made, and arrows have a shaft, and arrows have a, a tip or an arrowhead. But other arrows also have something else. What is it? Feathers. Feathers. You know what those feathers are called? It's called fletching. Fletching. By the way, if you were, if your last name is Fletcher, it's because you probably came from England, old world England, at some time in the past and your ancestors made arrows. Just a little trivia, I thought you'd be interested. (laughs) But it's called fletching. And what are fletching, what's fletching do? Those feathers, that fletching on an arrow enables that arrow when that archer draws back the string and releases, it is what enables that arrow to go in a straight line. It does two things. First of all, it creates drag. So, yes, it keeps the arrow moving in a straight line. Second, it creates balance. And that speaks to us the same way that the arrowhead speaks of the power of the Holy Spirit. The, The feathers or the fletching speaks of the importance of the Word of God into our life. That we don't let our life... You see, those, those feathers or that fletching is the guidance system. That's what the Word of God is for your life and my life. It's the guidance system. It's what keeps us moving in a straight line towards the intended target. You need the Word of God. Let me just make this point. Whenever you have the choice of yielding to your feelings, hello, or the Word of God, Always stand on the Word of God. Now, let me tell you, we live in such a touchy-feely world. Everybody's concerned about, we don't want to offend anybody. We, we want to make sure everybody feels really fine. We just do to stroke their feelings. Can I tell you something? If you love Jesus, God doesn't seem to give a rip about your feelings. <laughs> I, I'm just letting you in on a little secret. I mean, when you really get down to serious business with God, He'll just walk all over them. He'll just stomp on all those. I don't really care how you feel about it. I just tell you to do it. Jesus didn't ask me when he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, I'm just going to make you feel good. No, I found out this when I do what he tells me to do, I feel good later. I usually don't feel good in the moment. Jesus is called by his Father to come and to bear the cross for your sin and for my sin. And he says this to his Father, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. In other words, I'm not too excited about this. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Do you know, so it's okay to have feelings that are different from this. It's just not okay to let the feelings govern your life. Let the Word of God govern your life. Can somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise? He said, you know what? I'm not going to live my life by my own feelings anymore. I'm going to let the word of God govern my life. That's why the psalmist David said, thy word is a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. Not my feelings, not what I want, but what do you want? You see, an arrow, not only does an arrow have a shaft, an arrow have a a tip, an arrow have uh, these feathers. It's the guidance system. You need a guidance system in your life and God has provided his word. Next, arrows are made and arrows have a head or a tip and arrows have uh, fletching. Arrows have a quiver. I, I, I think about this passage. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. This almost seems like a contradiction Wait a minute here. Arrows. I've been made to be an arrow. I've submitted to the process. I've allowed the Holy Spirit to work on me, shape my character. It's taken me a long, long time. He's been grinding on me and sanding my life and polishing my life, and He finally has perfected what He wants. I'm living my life filled with the Holy Spirit, Stacy. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I've been fitted with the Word of God. I've given myself to the study of the Word of God so that I wouldn't be ashamed. As Paul says to his son in the faith, Timothy, I've done every single thing that the Lord wants. I am ready. Right? Wrong. He made me into a polished arrow and what? concealed me hid me put me out of sight in a dark lonely place called a quiver some of you were in the quiver this morning just when you thought you were ready for the target just when you thought you're ready for the destiny just when you were jumping up and down saying ha ha I finally arrived at the moment he sticks me in a quiver anybody relate yeah I relate Boy, do I relate. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. Let me tell you something. The quiver is the place of waiting. It's the place where you feel like God has forgotten all about me. I've spent years getting to this point, and now he just sticks me on his back and forgets me. I remember I was just sharing just recently with someone who feels called into full time ministry. He's been he's served in a large church. He's part of our church network. And he, he was saying to me, He said, What is going on in my life? What is going on in my life? Hey, has God forgotten all about me? You know, when all those prophecies, you just, you know, you're reading through the book and saying, Huh, God forgot me. I said, God hasn't forgotten you. I just used the picture that God stuck you in his pocket. God stuck you in his pocket. Listen, whether you call it a pocket or you call it a quiver, it's the same thing. It's that moment in your life where you are not, you feel like you're fully ready to go. And God says, You're just ready for the quiver. You're just ready for the quiver. I, I can't help but think about Gary, you, and Darlene. You know, you've gone through a season of been in, been in the quiver. Lee, actually, season of being in the quiver. I just walk around this room I, I, because I know the inside stories of so many of you. You know, I remember when, Lee, when Mike went and we sent out uh, Mike and, and Ashton to go to the Raleigh area to plant that church. Now over 700 people, growing. I thought it was around 500. It's actually around 700 Amazing, isn't that awesome? And I remember we were sending them out, and Lee and Ashley wanted to go, wanted to go, did everything they could to go, but couldn't go. And God says, Bloop, you need some time in the quiver. You need some time in the quiver. I I will tell you, anybody who God is going to use, anybody will spend some time in the quiver. And then finally, arrows have a target. Arrows have a target. There comes that amazing moment in the purposes of God where suddenly, and listen to me, this is so amazing, where suddenly you're not even thinking about it. In fact, most of the time you've been so long into quiver, you've forgotten about it. This is my destiny I'm just serving God in the quiver. I've got a quiver ministry. Here I am, polished and parked. That's me in the quiver to the glory of God. And then suddenly, almost without warning, like God doesn't tell you everything, Have you ever realized that? God is not inclined to let you in on every secret. God, he just, I don't know who ever told him this, but somebody, I know I missed the memo. God's required to let me in on all the secrets he's going to do in my life. God just does what God will do. You know why? Because he's God. I'm not. You're not. So when you're God, you know, who do you think counsels God? Who do you think God, who does God go to for counsel? He goes to himself. God counsels himself, the Bible says. I think I'll do this in so-and-so's life. I think that's a very good idea to do in so-and-so's life. Yes, why don't we do that? We'll just all gather together. We'll all do that. That's the way God counsels. So suddenly God reaches into Quiver and says, it's time. I remember Pastor Mike when God did that with you. I remember that. I love this aspect of the role of ministry that I'm in now because I get to see this. I get to watch and know these inside stories. I know all those years in nursing, and you were going, This is the number one God called me to. This one, I didn't have a pro- single prophetic word about being a nurse. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't. Listen, there are God called nurses. Let me tell you something. We believe in that. I think it was so important what Jared said. We want to prepare some of you for your careers. and Some of your careers. Not every career is on this platform that we're preparing you for. Some of you are God-called nurses and God-called doctors. Hallelujah for God-called doctors and nurses and God-called business leaders and God-called school teachers and God-called lawyers. And I keep going on and on and on. And Lord knows we need some God-called politicians. Hello. We need some God-called politicians. (laughs) But whatever it is that you're called to, you're going to spend some time in the quiver. And then comes the moment, this amazing moment, where the archer goes, Okay, here it is. And I remember when the Holy Spirit spoke to me about Pastor Mike and what his role would be here. He comes on, and I said, I didn't tell him everything God told me. I said, Okay, Pastor Mike. I want you to go upstairs to the kids ministry. You can go to the kids ministry. He didn't say this. I know he was thinking this because I've been. <laughs> I could say that because I've been where he's at. Would you be the kid? He's at the kids ministry. Go to the kid. I'm not called to the kids ministry. I'm called to this ministry down here, the big people ministry. You know that's where I, God. You know the that's what God's called me to. Yeah, right. Go to the kids ministry. I want you up there at least six months. I want you to lead in worship up there. This amazing man goes into the kids' ministry, brings heaven to the kids' ministry, serves and serves and never complains. Never complains. Do you get that? Never complains. Not one time did he say, I'm not called to kids' ministry. Pastor, I'll serve wherever you want me to serve. I'm just so glad to be a part of this team. And then God says, turn Markham over to him. He's ready. He's ready. See, it's this amazing moment in time where the archer, listen to this, don't miss this point where the archer reaches into the quiver and draws out. It was just like it was with Pastor Mike. He drew him out of the quiver, put him on the bowstring. But here is something that you've got to hear. What happens when an arrow goes to the bowstring? The target's that way. But what's the first thing that happens? The arrow goes that way. He draws back. Now listen. Those moments of drawback happened just before your greatest moments of impact. Just before, here's what's important. The drawback happens. Where does the arrow stay? Close to the cheek of the archer. I'm going to tell you something it's so important that you lean into Jesus. You lean into the one who is destined to your future. You lean in. I'm going to tell you, I remember maybe a year ago, you just felt like you were coming to the point where you wanted to step in. It was like exploding in your heart. You wanted to be a minister so bad. You wanted to be a minister. We were doing everything we could to work it out for you to be here. and It just wasn't meant to be. And it was like you had that, that moment and it drew back. And you leaned into Jesus. Let me tell you something, because it's the archer that knows where the target is. It's the archer. And in a nanosecond, you're into your destiny. In a nanosecond, you go into your purpose. Listen to me. Why are we doing a college? Because we want to be the best partners we can possibly be in the process of bringing you into the purposes of God. John, I remember when God, who would have thought, who would have thought the guy with the big gauges and all the tats who shows up here having had the grace of God manifested in his life. You know what about this guy? I remember in the college, Night after night, when we would teach him in the college, he'd sit there and cry. John doesn't look like a crybaby. Stand up, John. Stand up. Stand. He doesn't look like a crybaby. I'm going to tell you, he'd cry. We'd start talking about Jesus. Just the waterworks would come on. What Jesus has done in his life is amazing. Jesus a few weeks ago i was out and preached it one fire and i saw the incredible incredible thing that god is doing the incredible thing stacy i didn't even have a chance to say to you that night when you brought that word of encouragement before prayer how amazing it was how absolutely spot on it was i've watched these guys operate heather yeah, you just they're serving in such a beautiful way and to watch what god is doing in and through your lives All to the glory of God. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? You can't write this script, folks. But there is a master archer in heaven who has destined your life for something of great impact and importance for his glory. I don't know what arena that may come into, but whatever arena that is, we want to be faithful and standing with you to prepare you for that listen, you're an arrow. You're an arrow. What is your job? Let me tell you what your job is. Stay submitted to the process. Okay? Stay submitted to the process. And secondly, stay ready. Don't let rust and corrosion affect your life, particularly when you sit in that quiver. Don't let the delay in any way taint your spirit. Keep your spirit pure. Walk in forgiveness. Walk in love. Walk in the grace of God. And there will come that amazing moment in time where the master archer will reach into the quiver and grab you and put you on the bowstring and send you into your destiny. Would you stand to your feet and let's give God thanks for his word. What an amazing God we serve. Come on, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. (laughs) Pastor Mike, I want you to come, and I I want to just quickly pray for you, and then I'm going to turn it to Pastor Mike. Father, I thank you for every person in this room right now. I thank you for your work of grace that you are doing, and I thank you for the plan and the purpose you have for each life. Help us, Lord, to lean into you, to stay submitted to your process, and to stay ready for what you'll do in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.